Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. This is our fun food and drink focused podcast. I'm Aaron Chamber Smith with San Diego Magazine. I'm here with Troy Johnson, who's annoying me already today. Yeah, already. Already. It's amazing. You made me redo amazing my intro. How quick I can do that. I, 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 I feel like a, you know it's a zero to sixty on annoyance, and I'm doing it like a, it's a Ferrari. You're. I mean, you're a brother, so you know how to do that. It's like a brothery. It, it is. Right. Yes. Yes. My sister would absolutely agree with I'd you. I'd love yeah. to meet her. One yeah. Day. God bless her. She lost her mind a long time ago because of me. <laughs> Um, that's Troy Johnson talking. He's our food critic um, and just editor at large, writes a lot of cool stuff for the magazine, also has a show on Food Network. He's pretty famous these days, working on a book and all kinds of things. I, I, that make, doesn't make me feel weird at all. <laughs> nope. um, and like always, we have Archana Ram with us. She's an editor at the magazine, and she edits a lot of Troy's stuff and covers travel and food Poor generally girl. for I us. I edit a lot of Troy's stuff. Yeah. Yes. Meaning like, she waits for it to come. I wait for it <laughs> till the 11th hour. And she, and she says, hey, Troy, did you mean to just draw a cat? On, the, on this story. Did you mean to send me a blank word document? That's what I have to ask him. Um, and Archana, she also edits our Hot Plates column, so that will be coming up in a little bit. And we always have a special guest with us at the Happy Half Hour. And today we're so excited to have Jacqueline Coulon, a uh, member of a sort of a San Diego dining dynasty. I'll call it. Um, she's the co-owner of. <laughs> yeah, she's I, the co-owner of Little Lion, one of Troy's favorite restaurants right now. I know Archie, I love you've it. been and you love it. Very cute, neat, newish spot in Ocean Beach. Yes, yeah. The Cafe Chloe of Ocean Beach. Ooh, now there's a good. That's, that's when I you heard. said that about us. My sister and I obviously were beyond flattered. That's one of our favorite spots. But then it was also such a goal because to say you're the Cafe Chloe of means you set the standard. So we said our goal is one day that a new cafe is called. The Ocean Beach of Temecula, or the Little Lion of Temecula. Oh, it's Temecula. like, you know, like our goal is to be that like standard setter. You will be. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I love me some Chloe. Well, we're excited to hear more about the restaurant and just sort of your life in the San Diego food scene coming up. In case you guys haven't listened to the podcast yet, we start out talking about hot plates. We'll give you sort of newsy stuff, what's opening and closing in the restaurant world. Um, we're going to talk to Jacqueline about the Little Lion, and then we have hot topics like bigger picture stuff in the food world coming up. And we always end with our own personal recommendations of what we've been eating and drinking lately. So are everyone... we talking about fast food again today? Thank. Is there yes. any McDonald's? Oh, we are. Yes. Sweet. Ooh. Okay, good. That's big picture. Okay, stay tuned. <laughs> Troy's got something to say about fast food he's, he's always hot on that topic um, and we do try to make this as much like happy hour as we can so we eat and drink the whole time we just finished a beer tasting at the San Diego Magazine office so I'm having a citrusy something beer but as soon as I'm done with that I'm gonna um, thanks to our guest I'm gonna have some Pinot Grigio from a can Oregon grown I have um, approximately zero and a half um, idea what I'm drinking right <laughs> <laughs> um, because we just did, and it was amazing. So we have the upcoming beer issue for San Diego Magazine, and we have to do you know figure out the best beers that we can possibly taste in San Diego. And Bruce Glassman, who's our beer writer, invited ten of the best breweries to give oh, yeah, all of their ten beers. Ten new. The 10 newest breweries. Oh, 10 newest breweries. I'm sorry. So, yeah, every time we tasted one, um, a, I did actually rate one a cat because it was awful. Um, <laughs> well, they were, it was a blind tasting, so you didn't know what you were drinking and yeah. you just did it. There because was cats things. suck, Jack. Whoa. 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 Blow, blow. Oh, David's giving a thumbs That's up. So okay, let's move on to hot, hot topics <laughs> That's another. We'll, or hot plates and we'll get into that. Um, but You're maybe, dead to me. <laughs> tell us some of the snacks that you brought because you were so kind to bring us snacks. Okay, what are we having? so uh, my sister, my business partner, Amory, she's our chef. She said, don't show up empty handed because she's the hostess oh, in our partnership. Love her. So, yeah. Uh, this is our Annie Pasty. Pretty straightforward. Nothing we necessarily made in house, but one of the things that 
Little Lion's proud of is our food quality. So everything we get is the best. It's La Quercia Prosciutto, Oli Salumi Company, Cypress Grove goat cheese, La Brea Baguette that we saute yeah. perfectly in olive oil. So And house-made pickles and accoutrement. I mean, the bread is toasted so perfectly. I just said, wow. It's, just, it's, so it's amazing. It's like so a Monet in my mouth. Did everyone watch the chef's table about the La Brea Bakery lady? Yeah, Nancy Silverton. <gasps> oh, Nancy Silverton. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, so La Brea. She's on, she, they have a chef's table all about her. Oh, man. That. Nancy Silverton, Suzanne Goyne, my sister and I just love our rad LA. Oh, so, so I mean, you're a baker, and she made, um, Nancy Silverton made $5 million selling, you know, La Brea Bakery to a larger company. I mean, a baker doesn't make money usually. I mean, they, they make baked bread, and they're, they're glad to have a life where they can actually make bread. And then, did you realize she invested with, um, oh, Ponzi schemer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Madoff. 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 She put all of I that, that all NPR. of that winnings oh, into oh Madoff's company and lost everything. Oh You're a God. baker who managed to make five million dollars. But I think she clarified it and said, "But I was still kind of rich. Like I think it was some of it. <laughs> like I don't think she's yeah. Like, when rich people go broke, do they really yeah, go broke? Because I'm genuinely the, asking. No, that's true. Because <laughs> in the chef's table, she definitely is like at a house in Italy, and I think it's hers. So yeah. I think no, she's okay. definitely for she's her. fine. Survived. Well, she's, she's like, right. look. I used to have a really big house in Italy, and now I had to downgrade to this three-story. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Still, that's a bummer. Yeah. I recommend that show to any foodie people listening. Okay, Archana, take us away with Hot Plates. What's new around town? Um, Buena Forqueta, they have a new restaurant in Liberty Station. Of course, uh, they started in South Park a few years ago. They're my favorite pizza in the city. Troy loves them as well. I oh, do. I just celebrate all my favorite milestones at that restaurant. And um, they've opened up in Liberty Station. So Mateo, the owner of Buena Forqueta, has partnered with uh, Mario, who is the head chef at Biche downtown. Mm-hmm. Or Bice. I thought it was Bice for a long time and no one corrected me. I was no, it's like, Biche. You're right. Yeah, I yeah. know. One month into San Diego, no one was correcting <laughs> me. I was talking to all these so chefs. I'm so glad I just had this conversation. <laughs> I, had. I didn't know. I was talking to all these chefs so in San Diego and I said, um, have you been to Bice before? Have you been to Bice? And Aaron Meanly did not correct me. Oh, so not that foodie. People don't know that. <laughs> That's great. Didn't that, didn't that restaurant win American Idol? <laughs> And then you're that girl, like, oh, remember that cocktail party? She kept saying, bice. I know, but. I'm that girl. <laughs> you poor thing. Sucks. Anyway. <laughs> so, so, okay, so Buena Forgetta in Liberty Station, they turned, um, they took a little Fiat, and Mateo and Mario, I guess being the MacGyvers that they are, turned it into a table. So they opened the thing up and turned it into a two-top table in the middle of the restaurant. So you're going to be able to eat at a, fu- a, a, a Fiat. Inside a car? In, basically, they leveled the car out. They took the top cool. half off, and they made a two-top right there in the middle of the table. So, And most of this is going to be outdoors heating, too. The thing about Buena Forgetta that's amazing is that Matteo's dad or family owns one of the biggest olive oil companies in Italy. I mean, straight up old school Italian olive oil. And if you you know this, obviously, Jacqueline, as a restaurant owner, olive oil makes a difference. My family collects olive oils like we collect vintage French wines. It's a really big deal. We do olive oil tastings at my grandparents' house, so... Yeah, it's um, a big deal. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I need a new family. <laughs> I, I said dining dynasty. I know. I, I meant it. Well. So, so, but here's the thing with, it, with that. So, well. so the biggest <laughs> restaurant, the biggest olive oil family in Italy, they send him over a drum of the good, of the good, of the good, of the good. Basically, the estate, the best that they can make, they send it over to him on a boat, and he gets it, and he just sprinkles that over everything at Buonaparte. Oh. 
Can I also just give him props for one other thing? He put a swing set in the back lawn. Yeah, so what's cool is like on the front patio is sort so of for excited. like those people who maybe don't have kids and just want to like have their meal in peace. And the back is more geared towards families and they can have their kids play in this cute playground set in the back and they can have their wine. There's a lot of pasta there. You, you don't see as much pasta at the South Park location since Mario from Biche. <laughs> is on. There's going to be Nailed more it. pasta. Nailed it. Do they have that that oven there too, though, to make the They pizza? have two ovens, and one of the ovens is just for gluten-free pies, which wow. is very Here's cool. what I love about that. I mean, I have a child, I and I love good food, but there's no places that I could actually get good food and have a child. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, there really is. Yeah, you've you know, talked like, about that before. Yeah, so I, I have to go to Chuck E. Cheese. But there's a, me having a child, I also appreciate not wanting to have a child. You know what I mean? So I mean, so I, I appreciate the fact that they have the front half where people are like, "Get your kid out of my face," and then I can be back there pushing my little daughter in a swing. So yep. way to go! What a yeah, fun hats we off wish to you well. What else? Um, so we have two obiers here, um, Jacqueline and Troy, but they might like this one. We prefer obesians, but mm-hmm. go on. Obesians. <laughs> I live in Hillcross. I don't know anything. It, it's vice. <laughs> <laughs> See, thank God you corrected me. Anyway, uh, Rancho's Cocina, you know that closed um, in the fall and they've reopened as Hugo's Cocina in OB and it's launched by three longtime OB residents. It's kind of like the similar menu items and even some of the same employees. Have you guys been since it reopened? Well, the one devastating thing about being a restaurant owner is you don't get to go out. And I want to go there so bad because I always listed, well, my sister and I have a battle because she always says Nico's and I always say Rancho's, but Rancho's was always my favorite spot in Ocean Beach. So I've been wanting to try Hugo's since they opened and they're just like us. It's like, you know, root for the little guy. And I say it to myself twice a day. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. When I get uh, yeah, when, when I don't have seven when jobs. When I get ten minutes where <laughs> yes. I'm not working, yes, exactly. that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm sorry, sir, would you like more rosé? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, but the thing about Rancho's is that it was a vegan and vegetarian-friendly uh, Mexican restaurant, which you don't have too many of those in San Diego. You know, especially in Ocean Beach, it being a hippie culture, you know, I mean, we consult, it works. We consult crystals and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it really does work. Um, as I understand it, there were a few different partners in Rancho's, and one of the partners in Rancho's was not the most um, amazing human being, and and this person that took it over is now the really good part of what was Rancho's. Oh, cool! Yeah, wow. and so they basically open up again as Hugo's. So if you you appreciate good vegan and vegetarian friendly Mexican food, they have the best salsa in the world. Mm-hmm. If they change the salsa mm-hmm. recipe, I will. I, I might. I'll, I'll hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so everybody go try that Rancho's Cocina, and then oh, this is a big deal. I see this everywhere, and it looks like we're writing about it in the April issue coming up. The newest place in North Park. Yes, it's Holy Matcha. It's a matcha-centric cafe. It's the first matcha-centric cafe in San Diego. Um, I did a cool piece on it. It's coming out in the April issue where the owner, Geraldine, shows us, like, what is matcha? How do you make it? The whole, like, ceremonial, traditional way. It's beautiful. I mean, it is, like, Instagram porn. It's, Mm -hmm. like, tropical wallpapers and, like, pink velvet bank. I see that neon sign. Everyone's Instagramming that neon sign. I mean, she's smart in designing it that way. She partnered up with a San Francisco-based design shop, and it's really beautiful. It just opened in North Park. Um, there's also stuff like matcha chia seed pudding, matcha pound cake. She's going to introduce coffee later, but look for it in the April issue. So matcha basically looks like Kermit in a glass. It doesn't taste that good. Right. It, it doesn't. It can, but it's, okay. you have to balance it. Now here's yeah. Right. I, I, I have struggled, and I, I really want to, I'm just not educated enough. And I really well, this wanna, is the I, guy who doesn't like sweet potatoes, Troy. I know, I don't <laughs> like sweet potatoes. Either. I don't either. I don't either. I, I much Get out of here. I'm at the wrong 
table. <laughs> too so sweet. But, so, but it, I don't think it's that you don't understand. I mean, doesn't something taste good or it doesn't taste good? Well, of no, no, I, no. Here's yeah. what, yeah. no, here's what I will say though is that I used to hate kombucha. When mm. I first ate a kombucha, I thought it tasted like really a mushroom gross. was sweating on me. It's you know, gross. like just sweating into my mouth. I was like, ah, it's <laughs> but gross. But not good, well-balanced kombucha. No, and now I love kombucha. It's one of my favorite things in the world. It's my new soda, and it doesn't have any sugar or anything like that. And I say that matcha is kind of the same way. So if people don't know matcha, it's a green tea. You know, it's a traditional Japanese, like, high-end green tea. And people who love it, love it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and it, but it looks like Kermit, like, was liquefied. In a glass, but but it's they say such a different green. Well, I know. No, it's different. It, I struggle with places that are really concept driven. <laughs> I would be so worried, like you're you're limiting yourself, or you can be like what this woman's doing, and like I am the master at this one thing. And like you said, it's so it's Instagram porn in there. You know, where are you going to spend money on these days? Advertising or a place where like every girl is dying to mm-hmm. take a picture of her latte and post yeah. it on her Instagram. And that, I mean, it's brilliant. I really admire that woman. I can't wait to check it Master out. Master one thing. I'm going to open my restaurant called Apathy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Okay, so that's Hot Plates for this week. Check out the San Diego Magazine that's hopefully on your coffee tables right now or in your mailbox. Um, if not, go pick it up at Vaughn's. Archana has a column of Hot Plates every month in the magazine. And then check SanDiegoMagazine.com because Troy keeps a blog. I'm, I'm writing about salt for the next year and a half. Yeah, it's very, you're very into seasoning right now. A lot of seasoning so happening. Much so I, I sent you the sumac picture. Yes. That was so yes. cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, I got a picture of sumac from Aaron. I'm like... Thanks, well, I knew Aaron. you were ready oh, with spices. I love sumac. Oh. They give we have you... that on our menu. Yeah, it's oh, it's just, the best. So yeah. Sumac, they give it to you at the kebab shop. They do. If you cannot only give salt, give sumac because yeah. it's like lemony and, mm. and bright and a tiny bit of pepper. It's oh, it's bright. amazing. It's very good for you, too. Like well, so and one thing just to remember for our listeners, you don't have to worry about keeping notes or anything of everything that we're talking about. Archana puts up a post every week um, that links to everything. So we'll link to the Little Lion. We'll link to all those hot plates and stuff so that you guys can make Please your reservations. Okay, Jacqueline. Hi. Hi. Can Thanks I be the coming. worst hostess and open what I brought and just pour myself a yeah. splash? Yeah, absolutely. Get in there. I brought some beer for myself. No. We should have. We should give you a better okay. cup than that one. Jacqueline, beautiful. Okay. So, so give everybody a sense of your your background and your your family's legacy. Wow, that's a strong word. But my grandparents did build quite a legacy because, as we know, the food scene in San Diego is very new. And in 1977, it was. You know, just Jack a twinkle box. in your daddy's eye. Yeah, <laughs> you know, San Diego is a really bitchin' town, but it's also a small military town, and there's not a big food presence. So, my grandfather, who moved here from Liège, Belgium, missed you know the type of food he used to eat, and he wasn't a chef; he was a computer scientist. But he cashed. Oh, in I his, didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. He uh, cashed in his retirement, and he and my grandfather, uh, grandmother, opened the Belgian Lion. Uh, and the Belgian line, I'm going to interrupt here, for anybody who knew food in the, in the right. 80s. Yeah, it opened late 70s. Late but yeah. 70s and 80s. I mean, Belgian Lion was it. It was, I mean, it, it was the, I mean, not the Mr. A's, but it was just like, it was like the only like, really good bistro that we had in San Diego. Right. Everybody that's older in San Diego that I've talked about food is like, oh, God, I remember the Belgian Lion. What was so special about it? Well, one thing that I think is really cool, you know, as we talk about restaurants now and it being so concept driven and the Belgian line was truly unique and authentic because it was just what my grandparents knew like my grandpa always says like you know the slow food movement didn't exist then but coming from a small small country in Belgium I was just raised where you knew where your meat came from and you knew your butcher and his family and you knew your farmer and you know you knew your fishmonger and and your baker and all of that so 
he brought that kind of like traditional European yeah, it wasn't cuisine. Called slow food. It was called food. But it was slow, dude. My grandma, like, like 45 minute ticket times were like yeah. super average. And my grandpa used to drink red wine out of a coffee cup um, oh my gosh, on the line every it. night. But it was just that really authentic literally my entire family worked there. So every day my dad would pick us up from Catholic school in Normal Heights and he'd drive us straight to the restaurant and we'd help set up the dining room, you know, when I was eight years old. So, you know, it's funny you talk about restaurants now that are kid-friendly. I have a hard time with that because as a kid, I just ate foie gras and tiny Pellegrinos and cornichons for lunch because that's just all I knew. Totally me too, Lunchables Ramen. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted Lunchables. I wanted to fit in with everyone else She was like, no school. more cornichons, please. Yeah. <laughs> just no, to have I, a happy meal. I cried when I had foie gras on my lunch. But yeah. That's so funny. You know, raised with good food, but also like in a really strong, like my family is you know, blue collar too. We all worked there. We all took out the trash and everything. So I felt like I had this really unique um, upbringing. So that's basically what Little Lion is. There is no concept because it's just a reflection of how Amory and I were raised and Dominique and... Okay, so Amory is your chef, your sister. Is our chef. So she's my younger sister, but she's my boss ultimately. Oh, really? <laughs> the chef's always the boss. Ooh, oh, that. she oh, gets, well, chefs listening she are gets like, yes! revenge. She finally got yeah, her revenge. I'm the best GM because I will admit that the chef is the boss. You know, she's the creative director. Yeah, and she was she was at Chez Panisse for a little bit. She did a stage she there. She staged, but, okay. you know, she really trained under my Aunt Michelle. Okay, got it. And for our so, listeners, that's Michelle Coulon's dessertery in La Jolla. Who and my cousin Nathan's mom. Uh, yes. and, and we Nathan. have... A well, and Nathan, <laughs> too. I, I mean, we should read off Nathan's resume. I mean, everybody in your family's got food, my big cousin, names. My cousin is here with me right now because we're besties. Um, and he just came to hang out because we hang out all the time. And, you know, my cousin Nathan trained under the Trogro brothers in Paris, like... Trogro, you know, I yeah. butchered it. Whatever, spice. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice to the guests, dude. She brought us food and chocolate and wine. I'm out of sip of Pinot Gris. Where am I? Uh, no, but I think that's what's like unique to our brand is like you know he trained in Paris and Anne Marie trained in Berkeley, but like we are weirdos from Ocean Beach and like very proud of that fact. Yep. And so it, we kind of have this kind of you know, new bohem vibe. That's, that's what I've always liked I don't about. like the word hippie, but... <laughs> no, I, that's what I've always liked about a Little Outlion because it definitely has that class, or not, I, class is the worst word, and that's why you need to own that. Actually, I'm bringing it back. It, classy. Yeah. It's, it's just little, like, like just good-looking, you know, artistic little cafe that has charm to it, but it's not pretentious by any means. You know, it still has that, like, laid-back ocean beach vibe. You know? Yeah, luckily for us, we just couldn't afford to be pretentious. I mean, I would have <laughs> You've got the worst... <laughs> The worst fireplace in the world. I love that thing. Oh, my little melting space heater. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 literally one of those like graphic design. Like it just kind of like melts. The, it oh. looks like a fake fireplace. That's like oh. one on a. It's lo- a box oh, yeah. that has so a fake cute. fireplace. It's so tell everybody where it is so that people can orient themselves. It's tiny and it's Sunset Cliffs area. Yeah, Little Lion's not just a clever name. It's yeah. little. Like we can uh-huh. seat twenty two people at a time. So I always proudly boast. But Sunday brunch will do one hundred and sixty covers. So wow. like we we'll, we're at max capacity in there. But we're in a unique part of town where South Ocean beach so like right where the cliffs start so i i really think it's its own niche which people thought the location was going to work against us and we really looked at it as this is going to work for us and i think it really does i mean when we go on a 45 minute wait for tables it's like that's cool i want to go look at the ocean (laughs) yeah and get a latte to go Mm -hmm. and come back in an hour and i'm fine because where they are is literally like 27 steps from the ocean yeah and about 100 feet from sunset cliffs you can just walk around yeah 
but I hate to say it, not the part of Ocean Beach where there's the transient culture and people, like it's really mm-hmm. quiet and lovely and just neighborhoody. Neighborhoody. Feels down super there. duper exactly. local. Tell everybody about the food a little bit. I always have a hard time talking about the food because I always just say it's a reflection of how we eat. So, Troy, what's our food like at Little Lion? I would say their food is is very California-centric in terms of having really good produce. They source, like she was saying earlier, they source the best meat. They spend, they have way too high a food cost. So oh, when I when I, be, when I become their business manager, <laughs> I, I'm going to buy from nothing but Cisco. Um, but, you know... And, but that's another side aside. Cisco's not the evil thing. Everything's they are. But but they they buy amazing meat. They buy amazing produce. Everything else, and it's really light. You know, it's it's not a heavy hand on anything. You know, and they have these you know creamy eggs. They've got that old Belgian um, Belgian lion waffle recipe, which is fantastic. Oh, if you mentioned the waffle one more time, you know <laughs> why do you not is have it, it anymore? Is it we gone? have an electrical problem in our kitchen, and we cannot power a waffle maker oh. and an old lady. And he wrote a like a hate letter to me the other oh, day. Are you not doing it? It's oh, not she, on she, our menu and, and anymore. It looks like maybe she's and told you, you that a few times. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was in oh. your guys' last issue, and people oh. were walking in with the issue in their hand, just pointing at it and pointing oh. at me, and I was like. Crap, 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 crap. Uh, Here's, that's, that's a, your that's favorite the, thing. Well, and that's a great thing about the little, little line. And that's why I love rooting for these girls, too, is because it's a tiny place where they don't have electrical. Please room for us. <laughs> they don't have electrical. Which is poor little Belgian hippies from Ocean Beach. On a shoestring budget trying to well, make a Well, if anyone's thing. listening and you know how to do electrical work, maybe she'll do trade or something. <laughs> Help this woman get oh, her waffle maker terrible. going. Because they're obviously yeah. good. Yeah. It is honestly, it's one of the lightest waffles I've ever had in my entire life when you ferment it overnight, which that's, as I understand. Yeah, there's active yeast in it and it rises overnight. My sisters are going to kill me right now. I have to tell you guys a secret. Dominique, who's our marketing manager, told everyone it's our grandmother's recipe, but it's from the Fanny Farmer cookbook. <laughs> no way. Don't give me Pinot Gris and put a I microphone in front of me. I can't one sip of canned wine. Like a sip. Okay, okay, look. Look, I'm can, fired. Can I, I am fired. Can I, can I go on record here and say you're an asshole? <laughs> because I'll take it. I totally put that in yeah! print. Where's our fact checker? Oh my my grandmother has amazing that. recipes. Just the waffle was not one of them. Uh, oh, that's, that's so. It. <laughs> Hey, but Fanny Farmer's brilliant. She she got you. Rad women. They got it's you. all about sourcing the women in your life. See, you think you don't need fact checking when doing restaurant reviews. You don't. Know. Take a man at his word. Yep. I love it. Absolutely. Never take a woman at her word. Yep. <laughs> so really quick before we get into the end of the show here, um, Archon has made great notes and says that you guys have one-on-one cooking classes at the restaurant. And no, others? this is a different. Oh, this no, is different. That's, that's different. I would love for that to Yeah, oh, well, that sounds this brilliant. Is a hot this is in our hot topic. Have so you seen their kitchen? No. <laughs> you go no to the bathroom and, and you, you go it. through the kitchen yeah. and then you go to yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, it's a really unique experience. Well, let's talk about this. This is very interesting. This is our hot topic for the day. I'd love your opinion. Um, started by Joe Scaravella, Enoteca Maria is a Staten Island restaurant that has a kitchen full of grandmothers. He started it after losing his mom, sister, and grandmother, and he wanted the traditional cooking experience. So with Italian grandmothers, and then he brought in a Pakistani grandma, and each... Um, a different cook each night is paired with a sous chef, and the public can sign up for free one-on-one cooking classes at the restaurant. So, like, learning to cook with the grandmothers. I just I think, like, that. that is just such a cool idea, and it just brings in 
you know, like it's kind of that charm that I feel like I get when I get go to Little Lion. It's not like this sceny, shiny, sparkly thing. It's just like good food, good ingredients, very traditional. And so when I read this article, I was like, gosh, where would like, where do I get that kind of sense of food? And there are a couple places and Little Lion was one of them. So I was like, I have to That's tell right. her about this. It's so funny because my sister sent me a link to the article and Nathan and I read it together on the way down here. And, uh, you know, Nathan was saying he had just had this conversation with a friend who was Italian and said, you know, when you would go out to a restaurant, you would never eat something you'd have at home because that's something you cook at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, you go to Italy, you don't order lasagna in a restaurant. And, you know, in the United States, it's, you know, everything's different here. And, Everything. and we eat out all the time. Right. The reason I We just I don't have love, grandmas. Uh, we're so. just grandmotherless. <laughs> yeah, right. I have such a bitching grandma, but <clears throat> can I say that? Yeah, okay. totally. My mom says it. it's not a swear word. Anyways, what I think is so cool about where food's going, Amory and I used to always complain about this movement in food with these hot chefs that everything on the menu was, we're doing this deconstructed foam reduction take on a this. That's really what I did was I cured air for four months <laughs> and then I burped on it, but I got this weird glaze from Thomas Keller. And like, oh and Amory and I would always say, okay, that's great, but what about the classics? Like, master the classics. And that's the beauty of a grandmother because she's freaking classic and can do it better than anyone else in the room. So totally. now I think we're we're getting back to why we love food. And you know, that scene in Ratatouille, everyone can identify with that. Honestly, food is yeah. so emotional. It's so personal. It's so nostalgic. So what he's doing, and when I first started to read the article, I was like, oh, of course the concept is grandma's, but it's owned by a guy. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that was honestly, because I'm so well, but it's cynical. True, but there's so few. But then I mean, you keep reading and it's because, you know, he missed his mom and his sister and his grandma. And how beautiful is that? And That's I think cute. food is so personal. And at Little Lion, we kept saying our goal was to make it feel like you were in our home. So I, I think it's really rad what he's doing. So yeah. the restaurant's called Anoteca Maria. It's in Staten Island. Where, do you remember where the art, this article is from? This we'll from New York Times. Oh, from New York Times. Yeah. Next yeah. time we'll you're in Staten this. Island. Well, no, Staten, I know. Staten Island is right next to North Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is such a local story for yeah. you. It's it cute. No, no, but I love that story. And I do agree with that in terms of simplicity of food. You know I mean? Those basics of food, those really classic ingredients, those classic recipes we've kind of gotten away from. And that's what craft cocktails did really well. As they went back to those 1930s and 1940s recipes and said, look, we don't need to make this weird, weird cocktail with the most astronomy which is happening in the 80s and the flair and everything else like forget the flair make a really good classic cocktail you know and making grandma type food in a restaurant right now is something that's special because again you we're trying to do something so completely different that when you're trying to be so hard to be different you end up being a douchebag <laughs> it's pretty easy to be a douchebag and it's it's really hard to be honest especially honest. in this industry yeah i have to say if you can't make it to new york though you can just have my grandmother's waffle recipe. <laughs> is it really? Her grandmother is named Franny. Uh, so I have to ask you, though, like how the family has reacted to Little Lion. Does everybody come in? Are they? So Wait a minute, excited hey Nathan, come here. Tell I me how little. How, tell me how little lions are. I'm Nathan, giving the, the mic over to, to Nathan. Always Coulon. waiting on my family. Nathan Coulon, who is the executive chef of True Food Kitchen, and is and so many others, and cousin. Past. Wait, yes. cousin, right? Cousin. Cousin. Get in there. So yeah, tell us. Tell think? us how proud you are of your cousin. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh. Wow, geez. Well, I was there today, uh-huh. and I was there last week. Uh-huh. Pretty yeah. much any time I'm in town, I'm there. Yeah, but I will say Nathan is not 
a doting type. So if he had to tough love me, he would. So it means yeah. a lot to Amory and I that he actually really does come in as a customer. It's really flattering. You're my hero, cuz. <laughs> if I had a heart, it would break at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a duvel inside your chest. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so cool. That's such a neat story and so cool for everybody in San Diego. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening that remember the Belgian lion and had their wedding cake done by your aunt and all those things. So Yeah. And last week, my sister and I made dinner in the dining room for my grandfather. So why didn't we get that photo? <laughs> I know. And, and here's the thing. Photo. Like, I, I remember looking up at their, they have a chalkboard up. Up, like a part of the wall and I remember looking up they have a bunch of famous quotes about food and one of the quotes is you know marry the man who brings you champagne in the morning in the morning yeah and I was like oh who said that my grandmother <laughs> her grandmother that's a quote from her grandmother and your grandfather did bring her champagne because my grandparents worked their asses off for 30 years of the Belgian line I mean you know these hours they're insane so when they were retiring my grandmother said that's it I paid my dues. When I'm retired, I'm going to drink champagne every morning with breakfast. So my grandpa said, oh, you got God, it. I love that. Because my grandpa was executive chef, my uncle buddy was a sous chef, and my grandmother was garde manger, and my aunt Michelle was pastry chef. So it was all of them in the kitchen every night. So my grandpa knew how hard she worked, too, and he said, okay, you got it. So every morning, she'd sleep in in their house in Ocean Beach, and he'd go downstairs, and he'd make breakfast, and he'd have a glass of champagne waiting oh for her when she came gosh. downstairs. I love that. My grandparents goosebumps. still go to the OB Farmer's Market on Wednesdays. They hold hands. They bring their own basket. Oh. I mean, they are literally true love, definition true love. Oh. It sets favorite? an impossible standard for a young woman. Uh, right now. And please, oh, tell, please tell them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to go have a little piece of the soul, what restaurant is where the Belgian lion the was? Third corner, the third corner, which Ed Moore right. bought. And yeah. he was like, you know, a really good family friend. And it was such a beautiful transition and great yeah. for my grandfather to leave it in his hands. And yes. They have a amazing wine selection yeah, there. It's, it's been one of the best wine brokers in town for a long oh time. Oh my gosh, yeah. insane. And that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You can eat your dinner among the wine bottles and exactly. the crates yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. cute. Yeah. So, okay, well thank you for joining us. Hang around for the Thanks end of the show. We have, we'll ask you your own personal recommendations, what you've been loving that's not your own restaurant. Oh. Um, so two people, 50 bucks. Where would you go in San Diego? Does it, do you have one, Archie? I've been sick, so I'm going to give a shout out to Sprouts and those oh. emergency packs. Oh, brilliant. So emergency. I've basically been drinking <laughs> so, emergency. Look, if you want to have a great sick. time. <laughs> those right? fizzy vitamin C you drinks. You really want to impress a girl. <laughs> You know, you go to this Get a 49 cent packet at Sprouts. I love it. How about you, Troy? Two, pe- two people, 50 bucks. Okay, here's my scandalous story. Is that this month I reviewed Ponsatis, and Patrick Ponsatis is one of my favorite chefs in San Diego. I love him. He's one of two master friend chefs in San Diego. Man can cook circles around the universe. He's amazing. Um, hit and miss, to be quite honest with you, and for the, the first two times I went there. But the second time I tried to go there, the restaurant was closed. Even though their website said it was open. And I looked on Yelp and said it was open. And I looked all again on their website. And then I went to their Facebook page and they had a photo that said, Sunday fun day, come on in. <laughs> so I literally, I go down there. I drive all the way to Ranch Santa Fe from Ocean Beach. That's 40 minutes. Oh, that's you know, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, and it's closed. This is where Delicia's was, right? This is where yeah. Delicia's was. Uh-huh. It's Ranch Santa Fe. I was so pissed off at, at Patrick. Um, but on my way home, 
I, I saw. <laughs> oh, I, Jesus I, Christ! You're not even going to talk about that restaurant. No, no, oh not at all. Brutal. Nope, they're done. It's hard for no. us small <laughs> restaurant no. owners. We just no, get torn no. bits. He is a fantastic restaurateur and he's a great chef, and it was amazing. I, I, I'll get to him being amazing next podcast. Okay. But when I was on my way home, I ate at Supanitai. So Supanitai oh. in uh, Point Loma, Ocean Beach uh, area, Point Loma area, is is just a fantastic Thai restaurant. She has a couple different uh, gardens that she actually pulls the vegetables from. She has red curry that's so good. Red curry. You go in there and you get your panang curry, you know, coconut milk and, and lemongrass. It's one of the best meals that you will have. It tastes fresh. You can actually tell they're using really fresh ingredients. So that's it. Yeah. Okay. How about you? If you had two and people, you, 50 Patrick. bucks to spend, you're, <laughs> I, where like would you say? I'm the worst person to ask this because like I said, I always say like I need to eat out more. And of course, I want to shamelessly plug my cousin Nathan because, you know, I love true food so much and it's a love great it. date night spot. Deconstructed lasagna at true food. And the cheesy <laughs> no, the spicy <laughs> shrimp thing with the noodles. What was that? Oh, what the edamame that? dumplings. I dream yeah, about yeah, this. All right, good. that's fine. Those Let's put about your cousin. Who cares? Yeah. True food kitchen, man. I, I, I wasn't going to say that. I was yeah. going to say, obviously, I'm going to shamelessly plug my cousin, but actually, my favorite place to go out to eat in San Diego is Ironside because I like restaurants. Ooh, yeah. I like restaurants where you can walk in in chucks and not feel underdressed, and you can walk in in your Louboutins and not feel overdressed. That's a really hard mm-hmm. kind of middle range to pull off. So you could go and spend $300 or go and spend 50 bucks. I like to sit at the bar and get a glass of champagne and mussels because I'm Belgian. So mm-hmm. I love it. Ironside, this is like an oyster bar seafood restaurant in Little Italy, if anyone yeah. hasn't been yet. Definitely it's a good one to perfect try. Perfect snazual, which is great date. Snazzy casual. Oh my God. I didn't dub it. It's already a thing. Let's go right now. I was going to tweet that, right? But I'll resist. Um, Okay, that's it, you guys. This has been the Happy Half Hour podcast with San Diego Magazine. Check sandiegomagazine.com for the blog post, which will have links to everything that we talked about. Thank you so much to Jacqueline Coulon, co owner of The Little Line in Ocean Beach. Everybody make your reservations. Well, can you make reservations or just walk in? No. No reservations. So just don't make your reservations. too little. Just we'll, stop. We'll you, can always look at, you can always look at the ocean. Yes, yeah, saunter over and look at the ocean and the sunset and then um, have a nice meal. Thanks for having me. I hope I didn't ramble. I felt like that was you, an 80 minute, 30 minute no, segment. We were, okay. Did you hear the beeper? Okay. Uh, okay, perfect. That was our timer. We so for 35 Okay, cool. All right, Little Lion's great. Super, the super food bowl, I love. You do love I it. I do love that thing. And I, I, I will say um, your um, um, waffle. Can I call you out really fast? Hmm. You moving to Ocean Beach is one of the greatest things to ever happen to Little Lion. Because when San Diego Magazine says, where's your go-to spot? And you say Little Lion, they don't know. The subtext is, because you can stumble out of bed, trip, and be at our front door. <laughs> like, that worked wonders for us. Absolutely. Like, literally, like, I'll be yeah, on there. Thank you well, for being our neighbor, up. Troy. Thank I, I will you. be on their doorstep. They're not even open yet. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have a shirt on. I'm like, oh, I'm like hey. I've seen the man at his best. We're I've seen him at his worst. We're, We're neighbors. It's a beautiful relationship. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for coming, everybody. Um, come back next week. We'll have more. We have, we have Cutwater Spirits next week. Very excited. Yes.